From Labradoodles to Cronuts, the world loves a hybrid. So today, businesses are taking a smarter hybrid cloud approach using the tools, platform, and expertise of IBM. The world is going hybrid with IBM. Visit ibm.com slash hybrid cloud. Feel the '90s in my ears. Mm-hmm. You mean the brand Nubians? Oh my! Don't let it go to your head, no, Jay. No, no, no. So freaking good, and uh, the brand noobs. Brand noobs. I don't know why I want to return to the '90s, but god damn, this was good. There's a lot of good, thoughtful hip hop like being thrown out there. All right, guys, this is a view from the cheap seats. Lot going on. This is kind of an exciting time, really, in the world of sports. As well, you've got the two, two championship series are wrapping up as we speak. Uh, there is well, it will be wrapped. One will be wrapped because uh, the hockey, the NHL, will be done by the time this drops gets released. But we are recording this before Game Seven happens, uh, and it is amazing that it went got to a Game Seven. You know, it's it's no secret we're Blues fans. There's, you know, grew up in St. Louis and spent 47, our entire 47 years on this planet rooting for this team that had never even made it to the Stanley Cup, let alone be in the Stanley Cup finals, let alone be have a chance to win it in a game seven after this year when on January 3rd they were in last place. So, so many things have happened in a way that uh, it feels great, but it it would be just that much better to win the Cup. But, you know, you got to give Boston credit. They're seriously depleted. Their best defender has a broken jaw. And He's yet, back out on the ice And they dominating. won two unbelievable blowout games on the other team's home, on St. Louis's home ice, and just spoiled it and brought it back to Boston. And you got to think in your brain, they have winning in their DNA. St. Louis does not. So in my brain, it's a home game for Boston. They're they're not going to come out and play the game that St. Louis played on in Game Six when they had a chance to close it out. It's so, going to be a knockdown dragout. It will, and who knows what happens? Again, we're talking about this light because it hasn't happened yet, and obviously once when this drops, drops we'll know exactly happened. what happens. So, but amazing series. However, it breaks. If you're a Boston fan, great. If you're everyone else in the country, you'll be happy if the Blues win. Uh, but let's talk about the NBA Finals because that to me. You know, something happened in Game Five, and obviously, you know, something. There'll be another, right? Yeah. So yeah. So Game Five, uh, Raptors were up three-one. Um, the only team to ever drop a three-one series where they were up three-one to lose the series was the Golden State Warriors to, to the Cleveland. Cleveland. Um, but again, you kind of see how the dominoes could fall Golden State's way at this point. Mm-hmm. You know, before the season, we obviously we made a point on this show to say it's not fun. The NBA is not fun because Golden State's going to win the finals. They're just going to. We can tell you that before the year. Of course, we couldn't have predict that Kevin Durant would have uh, a season-ending injury, uh, which he would then come back from. And then you saw the difference when Kevin Durant was in the game. Unreal. The I first mean, the first quarter of that game. They were dominant because he was hitting shots. You got to give him so much credit. Here he's but, playing but with. The, but the Golden State Warriors, this particular Golden State Warriors team, is predicated on the fact that you don't have enough guys to, to guard guys. our guys. Yeah, you. We have four guys that can score at any point. Sometimes five on the floor if you put Iguodala out there and you have Draymond Green out there. As soon as those guys start going down, you just see how good that you team can is. see. You can see Iguodala is not enough. The only guy who's at a hundred percent really. Is Steph, is Draymond, Draymond Green. Green? Steph, I would say, okay, yes. Steph Curry, close, but Clay Thompson's not there, so these guys aren't there. Uh, and it looked like Toronto was going to close it out. Drake curse rears its head a little bit, mm-hmm. and now they're going back to Golden State. If it, look it, it, to Oakland, and if and if at the Oracle, Golden State can pull off a miracle, then they're in the same position. Game seven uh, of of, of a which game I seven. would love to see because either way, as I was describing to your son on the phone today, Jay. Either way, if there's a game seven, if Toronto wins, it's great for the NBA. Adam Silver is ecstatic because another country has a champion. That's right, and they're trying to make the NBA global. And for Canada to win would be a humongous thing. And so you know, because it is really Toronto hasn't won. Any, I mean, '93 was the last time they won mm-hmm. a, for a baseball World Series, but but before that, they hadn't won since 
the, the early Leafs. 60s, yeah, the 1962, Leafs. 63. Maple Leafs. So, and it is amazing to me that the Maple Leafs can't even sniff the NHL Stanley Cup Finals, mm-hmm. and here we are with the with Raptors. the Raptors. And and you look at the Raptors team, and this is sort of the point of our top take here. And what is the one ingredient that they didn't have in years past when they had the best record in the East, when it looked like they should emerge out of the East, but they kept getting beat by the Clevelands and the Bostons of this world? Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi and it Leonard. goes back to, and this can be talked about in both. Uh, both the hockey and the you know NHL Stanley Cup Finals and the NBA Finals is winning in your DNA. Kawhi Leonard was a was a an NBA Finals MVP. He won with the Spurs. He knows how to win. He comes to that like there's a moment in every game, especially and specifically in basketball. You know more so than hockey because you got four lines in hockey and you see it. There's a moment in the game, hockey maybe with the goalie, where players look at one guy on their team and you say, look into his take eyes. Over. That's right. You look into his eyes and you say take over. Kawhi- it happened in game five, but Golden State overcame it. But Kawhi Leonard hits the three. Dude, Kawhi then Leonard Kawhi scoring Leonard's 10, straight, 10 hits- straight points in the fourth quarter. You say to yourself, this guy's going to take it over and it's over. But there's a moment where he's palming the ball and holding mm-hmm. it out. It doesn't matter who's guarding him. Yeah, he's like, I'm going to I'm gonna give you a forearm shiver and I'm going to take it to the hole and there's nothing anybody can do about it. It's all about me making my shot. So it is unbelievable. The question is, Right now, and I pose it to you right now as we stand on the precipice of potentially Toronto winning, but certainly what Kawhi has done for them. Who would you rather have if you're building a team? Would you rather have LeBron James or would you rather have Kawhi Leonard? Now, talent-wise, I think we would all agree that LeBron James is better or that, maybe LeBron James five years ago. I don't know. I think ago. LeBron James maybe as a talented player better. I think Kawhi's got a better outside shot. I think Kawhi is a, you know, he he defends more right now. Yes, LeBron James defends, but I feel like Kawhi Leonard locks down. Uh, every decision Kawhi Leonard makes, I've never seen him really make a bad decision. And Hardly I will say ever. this, he is a, in many ways, weirdly drama-free. Like, in a lot he of ways. He had a lot of drama. He had in, drama leaving in, 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 San, Antonio, in San Antonio, but, but like... He is the kind of guy who is quiet. He's not going to like he's, take over the huddle and make coaching changes and stuff. I he's mean, not going to tell you who should be the coach of the team. Yeah. He's not that guy. He doesn't, in a, in a weird way, he's a superstar who fits within a system. He doesn't seem bigger than the team or bigger than the organization or bigger than the game. That so I would playing. say if you had Kawhi Leonard on your team and he was a starting point, how many guys would want to right now play with LeBron as opposed to Kawhi Leonard? If you had them both on two teams that needed free agents, who would who would guys rather play with? I'll give it to you this. We're Clippers fans. Who would you rather see come to the Clippers right now? I'd rather see Kawhi come to the Clippers. Than LeBron. Like, he, if LeBron came to this Clippers team, he'd it blow wouldn't it up. work. It would not work. If Kawhi came to this Clippers team, it would work. If LeBron went to Brooklyn, he'd probably blow it up. If Kawhi went to Brooklyn, he'd now make you put it better. Kawhi with Karis LeVert and D'Angelo Russell and now you and Lopez and you've got a team. Right. You've got a team with multiple weapons. Like he fits into a system better. And I think right now that is more valuable in the game of basketball. You look at what Kevin Durant was able to do. Everyone's like, how's he gonna fit in in Golden State? Well, he became a team player. That's it. You know, he he fit in and and other guys, Steph Curry, who was a League MVP, was a finals MVP. 38, 40-point-a-game guy. He stepped back and said, I'm going to let this guy carry us at I'll moments. get 24, 26, yeah. 28 he, points he, a game. He swallowed his pride to allow it to happen, which is why, in my opinion, Steph is a better player. You know, a more a valuable choice. choice, a better choice. He's not a better player than LeBron. LeBron is unbelievable, 6'8". Plays is can jump out of the gym and is just an unbelievable distributor. Great basketball IQ. He's incredible on every level. Think about but. this: Kawhi Leonard guarded the Greek Freak mm-hmm. and kind of shut him down. Mm-hmm. As soon as he did, he shut him down. He took so uh, to me. I feel like right now that is the choice. And coming out of this, that's the choice. The question is: Will he stay in Toronto? If they win, does he stay in Toronto? I, I feel like there's a compelling argument for him to stay. Because if they've built something and these guys come back, you got Kyle Lowry. Mm-hmm. He still has some some game mm-hmm. left in him. Uh, you have all these Siakam. Siakam's got game mm-hmm. in him. Young, great game. Serge Ibaka maybe has mm-hmm. another year mm-hmm. or two in him. Marcus mm-hmm. Saul has another year or two in him. Hang around. How cool is it for Ibaka, who made it all the way to the mountaintop with Durant uh, and, and Harden, and Harden with OKC and Westbrook, but couldn't 
actually win. Get over the, the And there's a chance that he's, he's staring at potential victory right now. We'll see. I think the Raptors win it either in six or seven, but, you know. Either either way, uh, we are watching a guy emerge who uh, I think I think you can honestly say right he's now he's building a Hall of Fame uh, resume right now. By the way, if he wins, he's got two uh, one one less title one than, less LeBron. than LeBron. He hangs around next year, maybe grabs another one if Golden State. I think a very dissolves. compelling case can be made for this guy is more valuable than LeBron right now. Makes a team better. Great. I wish there was a stat for that. It's kind of like a war type stat. I wish there was one for basketball. Yep. A war in basketball. All right. When we come back, Jordan great. Klepper. Jordan Klepper. Uh, he's from the. He's got his great show on Comedy Central called Klepper. He used to be on Opposition. Uh, just a fantastic dude and knows his sports as well. Compelling, interesting guy. Uh, we'll talk to him and then a special guest later. This is. Uh, I cannot stop listening to this songs Ohio. This is. Uh, Farewell transmission. We'll be back with more view from the cheap seats right after this. Hey, everybody, it's Elaine Welteroth, and I'm hosting a new podcast called Built to Last by American Express, where we will dive deep into the stories, history, and continued legacy of small businesses that shape American culture. Our debut season will focus on Black-owned small businesses that need our support now more than ever. In each episode, we feature the story of a Black business trailblazer that has inspired a modern Black-owned business. First up is Pinky Cole of Atlanta's food truck turned restaurant, Saleti Vegan. We'll also chat with Hanifa Muemba, the cutting edge designer behind the Hanifa 3D digital fashion show. Plus, we'll check in with Issa Rae, our modern day Renaissance woman. We hope that it encourages all of our listeners to support these businesses as well as the black owned businesses in your own communities. Tune in for these amazing stories and others on Spotify, Apple, YouTube, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Support for this podcast comes from CDW and Dell Technologies. At CDWG, we get that migrating your agency to a hyper-converged infrastructure is challenging. Like me switching to decaf. Gotta do it, don't wanna do it, but gotta do it. Whoa, slow down, friend. CDWG's experts can help simplify your transition from legacy to hyper-converged infrastructure with Dell EMC solutions that offer speed and agility. Do it, do it. Have you done it? Is it done yet? Why isn't it done yet? IT orchestration by CDWG. People who get it. Find out more at cdwg.com slash dellemc. All right, guys, welcome back to the show. Uh, we are so psyched to have this guy on. Uh, he's been crushing it on Comedy Central mm, with really his own cool shows. show, Clepper. Clepper! Clepper! <laughs> that's not the first of uh, of your shows. Your first show there was not called Clepper. It was called Jews on Parade. Jews on Parade. It, well, it did that, yeah. It, it's, I don't know why that didn't succeed. No, you was, started a daily show, and then and that, and off of that, you rightfully got your own shows, and it's been fun to watch you ascend, my man. I, I've been I've been enjoying the ascension. She, I mean, in New York, to be able to work in New York, that was honestly that was it's the we, hardest thing to do. We kind of hit a wall, my wife and I, where we were basically like, we need to go to L.A. because there are mm-hmm. only four jobs there, and I looked <laughs> out and I got one of the four jobs, and then I created two more jobs. I shut down jobs. I yeah. created more yeah. jobs. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I love the uh, the the current show that you have is. I, I feel like you've been working towards it in such a great way. In that it was, you know, it, it there's less trickery in it, and it's more just a straightforward. I want to dig into whatever sore is. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick a bunch of festering cauldrons of, of bubbling sores <laughs> that on we that are sitting on our ass, and let's mm-hmm. dig into this and see what's what. Is that am I am I characterizing it correctly? That's how I pitched it. Festering sores. Yeah, I'm getting in there. No antibiotic. I'm yeah. getting my hands dirty. <laughs> you are. You know, but you I'm did. biting my nails. No, I think you are right. I think uh, this was. This was it was a little bit scary. It was let's go out find find there big stories. There are moments in every episode that probably scared the shit out of you. The wrestling episode, you're like, I gotta get in there and someone's gonna jump on my ass. Yeah, it's like you're physically afraid for yourself when that guy comes off that top rope. <laughs> he that, that's a straight up body slam through an actual table through I, a table through a table. And you think when you're doing 
fake professional wrestling mm-hmm. slash professional wrestling. Like there's You're some sort of hurt. industry standard yeah, no. table. No. Those are just Sorry. tables. There's an, ath- there's an athleticism that comes to breaking a table with your ass. There is. And that's what I wanted to bring you to the forefront here. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. My, my, my body is meant to be underneath stronger people. It's okay, a- so that's funny is that here you are standing with these dudes, but underneath it all is a bigger, deeper thing that these aren't just... You know, this isn't like you know the I'm gonna throw out wrestlers. Yeah, these aren't like the wrestlers of this isn't the Rock's cousin. You know, these are guys who have gone through some serious shit. They're war veterans, Mm -hmm. and you're and they use the wrestling to cope with their issues that they're having with PTSD. And so you've now dug into an issue, which is like, we don't take care of our veterans. That, that was a, that's a, it's an amazing story. We want to do big, dark topics, but PTSD, that. that is one of them. Guys who are actually working through it in like a creative comic interesting yeah. way who are really open and compelling like i loved your character <laughs> mr red tape man mr. Mr. Red tape, can man. i tell you so that episode <laughs> ends with me wearing i'm red tape i i become what gets in the way of a lot of these vets getting their uh their the dues. very thing that they, they hate. are fighting little, it, you're the thing they're fighting against it was a little andy kaufman i'm from hollywood and you're not it was like i'm from dc and i'm, I'm here to like is, screw you over in many yeah, ways yeah you know he's dead so you know he left it behind for everybody but just pick really? that carcass is he dead? you know he, he's uh, He's out there somewhere. You're the allegedly heel. dead. You are the heel, is <laughs> which what is the most fun thing to play, and I'm sure you play that in many of things. A hundred percent. And that actually, it was fun to bond with these guys on this. They love playing the heel as well. And yeah. literally, the last show I did, the opposition, I was a heel character. I'm like this far right guy. Mm-hmm. We would sit down over beers and talk about that shit. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. it's fun to get those boos. And actually, the boos you get being a heel in professional wrestling, they come so immediate. Oh, Everybody yeah. gets the game yeah. right off the bat. So you know what that's called when you get the crowd to like hate you. It's called getting over on the crowd. That's the is wrestling it, that's term. That's the wrestling term to get, yeah, over, get, get over, over on the crowd. So you got over on them. Yeah, and that you sort of got, got them, them to hate you. It's like Jordan sucks. It happens immediately. <laughs> it's it's so incredible. I, I mean, they were chanting Jordan sucks in your production meeting. Which I think, <laughs> is that, that felt a I little... Think, I think they could sense that I was the heel, even when I was I'm not even talking kind, about the wrestlers. I'm talking about your own staff. I think we all... There was a very method staff just weeks before. Even before we even found this story, we all knew... This guy Jordan sucks. He's the bad guy. I love that. I love I just think it is it is ballsy. You're like, I'm gonna again, another highlight for me during the season. And I would highly recommend if you want to go back and watch these episodes, go to comedycentral.com and, and watch Klepper. And it's like literally like another example or a highlight for me was in the season was the Underground University episode where you go to this sort of like a public, you know, meeting, gathering, or I don't know what it's called. Board of Regents meeting. Board of Regents, Regents meeting. And you guys state your case in a way where, like, there is an issue. Like, you could get arrested, and I'm not going to give anything away. But, like, you put yourself in harm's way for these people that you just met and this cause that you're championing, which you're nervous. You're, like, making TV, and you're also trying to literally make a point point and a difference, maybe. Yeah, I mean, literally, it was a—as we were— figuring out which stories to cover it was like let's go in harm's way let's go where stuff mm-hmm. is taking place because we did we stripped away some of the the old tricks from the daily show some of the irony some of the comedic quick cutaways and you're like let's actually go to these places and oh, <laughs> the humor often comes out of being uncomfortable and almost shitting your pants which, which i'm you, sure you're you did. Con- I, to me i'm like how are they going to put you in a spot that you are going to be uncomfortable in it's just even the gun episode too it's you'd like- be surprised how many places in america i feel uncomfortable even right now, I, I honestly know. get You're ready. Not comfortable. I was uncomfortable for you to walk in. Into that was this. one of my favorite observations you made in a later episode. Uh, cameras, just the, cameras. And, and this has—I don't think it's come out yet. The gun episode. Oh right, right. that yes. has not come out yet. So I got a sneak peek of it. But there was just a moment in the gun episode, and I'm going to give it away here because I think it was a great episode. I'm not giving anything no, away. But not. when a guy carries and gets open carry down in in Texas, uh, Texas, which is just crazy. But they want it to be constitutional carry, which allows anybody, whether you're licensed or not, to carry guns. This guy carries a gun into a Seven Eleven, and the woman gets pissed because they're bringing cameras in. <laughs> yeah. So the gun is fine. Yeah. That's what you said. Yeah. Guns are fine, but the cameras are not. Yeah, and then AR. Rifle, I think you said it's fine. Yeah, ARs are totally fine in there. And she had a gun behind the. D- yeah, I was literally the no, only no, no. guy Her in the defense was, I've got an eye on him. <laughs> yeah. I've got an eye on him is not you. You 
an eye on him won't stop an AR-15. She also felt good because it was middle of the day. So oh, like yeah. time of day, it's sort. It's just all of that comes. It's like, oh, AR, middle it's of the middle day, of I got day. my, he's I'm fine. fine. It's like Paul Tompkins' old bit, like a, someone's got a pit bull on a rope and they're like, and you literally are afraid for your life and the owner's like, he's fine. <laughs> he's not fine. We don't know. He's not fine. You have no idea. He thinks it's cool to bring a gun in here. There's already oh, something that I'm worried about. Well, I also love, aside from all that, that you are a huge sports fan and you're a Michigan fan. Go which, Blue. Go Blue. That is like our, you know, I'm sorry for all of our fans who are Ohio Love Ohio State. State and just hate us when we you go. You guys have won 15 out of the last 16. Oh, Give Shut us up. this. Give for us God's sakes. We, we meet in little rooms and we talk Michigan? about you, the good old days. Do you go, you're just I a fan. didn't. My, my, I grew up... Uh, my grandpa used to take my dad, who used to take me. I went to every game between 8 and 18. Mm. The story is I was going to be named Bo if they won uh, the Rose Bowl that year, and they lost to USC. Wow. It happened back in the, those days. Are we days. around the same age? 8 to no. 18. We're older than you, I think. 40. You're 40. All right, so, so you probably were at games, games that, that we, we were at as college students, 90 to 94. Sure, yeah, because I, I started going to co- I went to Kalamazoo College ninety seven, which is when, which is when I stopped going to Michigan games, right, which right. was like the shittiest year to stop going to the because home they games. were amazing. The they won the national championship. Yeah. Hey, wait a second, you need to stop being a fan. Wait a second, the, you can you not pay attention to them? Stop rooting for them. I love how superstitious we get. Well, I mean, I saw one thing that I saw was like when the Big Ten tournament was in New York and you had opposition on. They had you were there at the Big Ten tournament at Madison Square Garden. They interviewed you, and I was like, oh man. I, we got to so talk great. Michigan sports with oh, this guy. Oh, I love it. Yeah, I, I used to work on a, a sports uh, show for the Big Ten Network where I went to all the games. That's right. a dream. Come, and I say, yeah, I'm, I, maybe I'm bad luck because I that was a dream come true to be a huge Michigan fan. And work go on to the, that. Yeah. yeah. First game, yeah. the first episode for the Big Ten Network when it mm-hmm. opened a decade ago. Mm-hmm. I got to go on the field. Oh I got to God. I got to be a part of it. Go in the press box, watch Amazing. the game. That the game was the Appalachian State game. Uh, oh, my God. There's some fear here. He's the reason. I thought we were bad. It's I a, thought we were bad luck. This guy's the curse. It's the clepper curse. It's the curse, man. The clerse. We, we sometimes say we're sclurs. We're sclurs. The sclar curse and the clepper curse. The clerse might be bigger than the sclurs. So what? So John Beeline is has had enough of, and and you know what's interesting, and let's kind of tie it to your show and, and sort of the, the Find larger, the larger well, I issue. I like this. So Ooh, the I larger like this. issue Let's see you here. do this. Well, so we the, talked about this on this show. We talked about this on the show that basically John Beeline tried to run a clean program in a Power 5 conference. John Beeline is like a baseball player in 1997 who, who refuses, refuses to, to use steroids. Up. He's mm-hmm. like, and, and he's, he's like, I'm still hitting 38 home runs and I should be leading the league, but there's a guy who's like hitting become 70. a pin cushion who's hitting 70. I'm going to throw another comparison sure, out yes. there. Robert Mueller spoke today and yes. people are saying Robert Mueller's an old school man who's by the rules and they like, the people aren't going to read the 400 page. People are like, we're I not going to read 400 pages. Can you boil this down to a headline? So Maybe beelines the Robert Mueller. Well, of Mueller is basketball. like we can't we can't indict a sitting president, even though he may ha- he definitely. We're not saying he didn't do something wrong, but we're following very strictly. I'm like, why are you following the rules? This guy's not following the rules. So the same thing can be said about college basketball. I.e., you got a guy in Sean Miller in Sean Arizona. Sean Miller on the phone saying he gave a I got a hundred thousand my own money going to DeAndre Ayton, who's already gone. So it's not like you can penalize that guy and tell him to sit out next season. He's or penalize already- the guys who come after him. He's but still in the job. He's still in the job. Mm-hmm. So John Beeline sees that, and then three of his guys leave this this offseason. Guys who are not, I mean, Charles Matthews, you can understand. He's 22 years old. You're not going to get that much better coming back another year, even though he had another year of eligibility. Go get your Jordan money. Poole, you are not ready for the NBA. Ignis Bridzakis, yeah, you could probably play in Lithuania or maybe be on a G League team, and you got an NBA body, but one more year to figure out a mid-range game and learn how to distribute, you would be better. You'll actually get, instead of being at the end of the second round, you might be a late first mm-hmm. rounder if you come back. Could be player of the year in the Big Ten, could lead Michigan on a big stage. All these things, but they're like, nope, I'm leaving. So John Beeline sees that and is like, I can't compete. So he glees and goes to the... Worst place on earth, a team that has no hope of no hope. So he's going to have two years where he barely wins 20 yeah. games and then he gets out of it because he'll be fired. And but I guess he can say he did it. He's but got like, bucket list. Maybe bucket list maybe, is worth but then you're But let's for, fast forward five years. What is he sitting on a couch somewhere? But maybe he, he's right, is what I'm saying. He might be the canary in the coal mine, basically saying, like, there's no way to do college basketball anymore without cheating. That honestly, that was the thing that broke my heart, maybe most in that, is hearing that th- that makes so much sense to me. And it just shows. How the game might be broken. Yeah. You're like, oh, someone's getting a bag because you hear these stories like, 
you know, a whole bag of poker chips to a bunch of casinos get dropped off at an SEC kid football's parent, uncle's house yep. that are untraceable. You go to this one, you cash in $100 a year. Mm-hmm. Maybe take it, you go here, you cash <laughs> in. You know what I mean? There's like no way to- like 12 different Harrahs and suddenly you've got $100,000. And it's like, mm, well, I don't know how to fight that. Yeah. I don't know how to do that. If it's coming from a booster and it never really was spoken to the, it's just an understood kind of thing and the mm-hmm. coach never mm-hmm. ordered it, it's very, you but can't But I think that's happening trip. in the world. I think that's happening. It's yep. endemic of what's happening in our, the, the norms and people actually By any shit means about necessary, yeah. win however you can, mm-hmm. fuck mm-hmm. the rules. Mm-hmm. And what it's doing is fine for the teams that are saying fuck the rules. They're selling. Anyone who's like, we're adhering to the rules. Have a heart a ceiling. Do you, is there is there any way to stop that uh, to stem that tide? Is there? Can I don't you, think so. The pay players is that. What, is, so is that's there any so way that, to get ahead so of that. So paying players, we felt like, is a weird equalizer. That this could, is the way I would pay the players, and we've talked about it on here, and we talked about it with actually Julian Castro, and he was he was on the show a couple weeks ago, and he was like, I've never heard that before, but I would I'd subscribe to that. Like, we're like, that's because we're geniuses. That's right. <laughs> they need to get us on a campaign. <laughs> Put us in the twins head, in the White House. Yeah. You need it. Head of college athletics. No, uh, the idea is that like there's an escrow account where your money goes into that the money that the team makes for the university. It's a portion of the money. Let's say it makes $100,000 a year for four years, and that money then grows and grows and grows. And then at the end of those four years, all the players who participate in that time, if you graduate, you get your full allotment. If you leave after one year, you get a much smaller amount. Leave it after two years, small amount. Leave it after three years, a little bit more. more. And then if Mm -hmm. you do graduate, you get the full allotment. So there is incentive for those guys who are on the bubble Mm -hmm. to graduate because they're like, oh, I'll get a next. You know, if you're on the exactly, I'll and get the money, money that goes in is based specifically each each college is on, on how money much that money that's generated through uniform sales, through concession sales, mm-hmm. through t- a certain portion of the ticket sales. So all that stuff doesn't go back to the the athletic department. It actually can go towards you know you 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 put a good product. The reason Michigan basketball was great the lat this past year, and the reason they sold out so many games is because the product was great. Mm-hmm. The players did that. Yes, mm-hmm. John Beeline has a lot to do with it, but the players were the reason so they should be compensated that's what i said yeah and then maybe they they want to stick around a little bit more maybe it's not a rush a rush on the so split. deandre yeah. gets a hundred thousand dollars okay before he goes there mm-hmm. if you say to him okay listen buddy hang on you're going to bring a lot of money to this university we're going to have you here you're going to put butts in the seats we're going to cre- do market around you and make it so that you're this dude if you just hang on in four years when you're done or in two years if you leave after one year you're going to get a huge NBA contract so it doesn't even matter but so you can either get a big Henry or you can stick around for four years and you'll get $75,000 so you get it in a couple of years you don't get it right now and it's all clean I don't know there's to me that that feels like a thing I buy in on that okay yeah. I take it. Right. Me, me yes. and Castro. So you have me, you have Castro. Castro. Who what else, else do you have do? Here? So how do you think Juwan Howard's going to do? No coaching experience, uh, no college coaching experience, what? and he lost Luke Yaklich. I Well, I mean, I think he's got he's got a bad hand, but I I mean, I'm still old school. I I love Juwan Howard. So do I. You know, I smart dude, great dude. I loved I loved the Harbaugh thing. I had the mm-hmm. the hometown connection, mm-hmm. the, and I feel like the whole Michigan man, the Michigan man thing is a blessing and a curse. But but I'll take it. I, I think so. Juan Howard was being considered for the Minnesota Timberwolves job, for real being mm-hmm, considered. Mm-hmm. Which, was, by the way, there are some jobs in the NBA that are, how shall we say, they're, it's not every NBA coaching job is an automatic sort of indication that you're one of the greatest coaches in the world. They, there are people that they want to fill roles to just mm-hmm. step in, i.e. the Lakers. Look at, I don't think anyone would argue that there aren't way better coaches in basketball and college basketball than Luke Walton was. <laughs> okay, He was just a guy who would go in and let LeBron do what LeBron was going to do mm-hmm. and step aside. Mm-hmm. Teron Lue, I would argue, is so probably let me ask thing. you this. You're watching the finals right now. Golden State is in the finals again. Mm-hmm. They probably will win, although you never know. I'm saying Golden State six. This is what we said at the beginning of the year. We already knew who was going to win at the very end. This is a great job because they're doing it without Kevin Durant. But is Steve Kerr a great coach? Or is he just blessed with 
the talent. I mean, yes and yes, right? I think like Steve Kerr, I mean, here's the problem is I watch NBA about that much. Mm -hmm. I I, I like the storylines. To be honest, this season's been boring in that sense. It kind of has because the team we thought would be there is right there. I mean, I guess you could say it's exciting or insane that like there's a Canadian team in the NBA finals (laughs) and not one in the hockey finals. Yeah. But I mean, yes. But people still need the storyline of Drake to make that part of the, I feel like that's even what's fascinating. Like even the pop culture because there's <laughs> a great moment of the Smash Mouth Drake sort beef. of beef. Yeah, oh, we'll get into it in a quick. It's almost section. like the mayor. It's taken over the mayoral, you know, as, yeah. as in the band Smash, Smash Mouth. And, yeah, oh, as in the band <laughs> Smash We'll talk about that in quick hits. Oh my but, good. But I mean, we're sitting here now on the pre- and and we're recording this now a week before this drops. So by the way, they could win. They They're could not going to be done. They by could that. sweep no, and they, they could won't. be done. I don't they won't. think so. They won't. I mean, so what happens though to Kawhi Leonard? Kawhi Leonard plays out of his mind for one year. I don't think he comes back. I don't think he goes to the Lakers. Definitely not. We talked about that at the top of the show. There's no way he could go to the Clippers. He could go to Brooklyn. He could we go talked about that last week. We yeah, talked last about that last week. He go to the last week's show. He go to the Clippers. He go to Brooklyn. He can go to. You know, uh, the Knicks maybe, but I don't see him come to the Lakers. I see him going to the Globetrotters before he goes to the Lakers. <laughs> <laughs> right? I think the Lakers are going to become the Globetrotters. They're right? almost, the right? It's yeah. a joke. It's yeah. kind of a zoo, and it's an insane, like, what Where is going that? on? They got the guy who can make the half-court shots. He does the wild stuff. Yeah, they're throwing yeah, confetti on yeah. people. <laughs> the confetti water trick. LeVar, can, can, LeVar you Ball, time. you know. Getting smashed with yeah. confetti or water. I well, would, I mean, I what? Actually, it, but what does that do to LeBron's leg? I mean, no one really cared that Jordan in his final years on the Wizards was just god-awful. LeBron's legacy is going to... what He's he's not looking for... I mean, the Laker thing would be nice. I think he's Hollywood all the way, though, right? Isn't his yeah, legacy like come, come with shows on the air. Yeah, yeah, I know. It is kind of funny. It's like, do we... do What is Jason Alexander's legacy? Is it Seinfeld or is it the five shows he did afterwards yeah. that he... I don't know what the legacy is. Certainly, if you just took Seinfeld in a bubble, in a vacuum, no pun intended, in a bubble, but like, if you put it in a vacuum, you'd be like, well, this guy is just one of the greatest sitcom mm-hmm. actors of all time. Of but then, all time. Then you look at like five or six things that he did after and you're like what I don't know right now well it could yeah well does LeBron have the thing that will change his legacy beyond what he's already done like Julia Louis-Dreyfus right yes. she had three giant TV shows right she had SNL, Seinfeld SNL, four SNL, SNL Seinfeld, Seinfeld the, the new Adventures of Old Christine and, and Veep, Veep right so all Big shows. I think you could argue that quality-wise, what she did on Seinfeld and Veep are the two highest. Right. Although she was incredible on SNL. Mm-hmm. Incredible. She was great on mm-hmm. SNL, mm-hmm. so I'd put that a close third. And then the New Adventures of Old Christine was a perfectly fine network show. Mm-hmm. I think the other ones just had a little more energy and can go deeper sure. and be funnier and be crazier. But yeah, I mean, her legacy is all those things. But I think because she didn't have giant missteps like these other guys did. I mean, I was just watching the TV the other day and I was watching a, sh- a commercial for Shaft, the new Shaft. And I was like, wow, these Capital One commercials have really gotten involved. <laughs> That's what my first thought is when I see Samuel L. Jackson. I'm like, that shouldn't be my first thought. <laughs> Come on, bro. That's what he said LeBron to the Lakers is like Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, in, I buy that. In the Capital One commercial. Yeah. You're like, what did he do? Wasn't he in something? Did he do something before the Lakers? What did he do? <laughs> oh yeah, he won championships. Yeah. Uh, but it does make you look back at like Michael Jordan, and you're like, mm, well, even though he went to the Wizards, even though he did the White Sox, even though he came back to the Bulls and wasn't like great, it still wasn't enough to he came erase. back and won three in a row. So yeah. it wasn't that he wasn't great. Came back, yeah. White Sox then won three in a row, and then Wizards. The Wizards. But didn't do you think do LeBron has in his mind? He knows that like. The the storyline of what he did with Cleveland, that's going to be hard to beat. I don't know if you'll beat that with L.A. All you beat it with is perhaps love with that city, right? If he wins in L.A., if he brings the Lakers another championship outside of Kobe, outside of Shaq, he, he will be he will be revered. I, I mean, think you will... also have to remember that Kobe, when Kobe took the team over, I'm just going to say this. I'm not going to, you know— I, they I'm were in last place. They, had they some, were a last place team. Years. They had a, after 2010. I think it was 2011 or or before 2010. He, they were back in the finals. He was he, yeah before they won the finals. He was a lone guy with a group of weird players who nobody could. Like you know. an old Carl Malone and a Gary Payton. <laughs> yeah, Gary Payton. He had three Gary Paytons. Gary Payton was yeah. no longer the glove. He was just like the mitten. You know what I mean? You're like, I think he's covering you, but he's not covering all the fingers and uh, kind of getting frostbite. Yeah. But 
Yeah, I mean, that's it. So I don't know. I don't know what he's going to I don't know what LeBron's legacy is going to be. I really don't. I mean, yes, we'll remember all the great stuff he's done. And he was in eight finals in a row. But a lot of people be like he was three and five. What's what's he? But three and six overall when he lost that first one, if you want to count that, too. But for the first time in 400 years, he actually gets a summer off. That's true, true, which might be better for his body. I mean, he might come back energized. Yeah, he was. They was showed hurt. a video of him like working out at four in the morning. I'm like, oh, so this is what I thought it was. You, <laughs> you have no friends. Yeah, when you're working out at four in the morning and you have kids and a family, that means you don't want to see anybody. <laughs> yeah, like, nope. it does. You want to be alone. Dad's in his hyperbaric chamber. Don't touch him. Don't touch Daddy's him. Daddy's doing his CrossFit. He can't hold you right now. He's holding a giant Just keg. Just love me, Dad. Daddy's nope. flipping the top. Dad. dad flipped a tire instead of flipping the switch in your room to lay in your bed with you. He's flipping a tire downtown. It's like I love that everybody in that family probably buys into it. It's like, yep, this is what we're doing. We're yeah. all on board with this. This is yeah. Dad, dad is a machine. He's dad the is a corporation. Yeah, he is a corporation. Dad is a corp. He is a corporation. Dad corp. Dad corp. Um, yeah, dad can vote. Dad can vote. Corp. Uh, what I'm going to ask you just because I know you're a sportsman. What is in your mind? What would be the sporting event? That is the dream event that you would love to see, and obviously the dream outcome. Does it have to do with Michigan? Is it a national championship in football? Is there another team or sport that you grew up with that you're like, I haven't seen this in my life? Because we're witnessing the possibility of it. Probably by the time that's like the Blues are already going to be out, but you never know. Oh yeah, you guys, Blues fans. Yes, yeah. I now I hate to say it, but as I've gotten older, my my fandom has just has weaned. You of know? course, because so you're like, busy and you're and I'm like so it's like Michigan football is the thing that stays cleanest and clearest. Right. There's still a, a hope of a Tigers World Series. Yeah, but I can't, yeah. I can't, I am not watching the Tigers. I check in with my dad; he's grumpy every week and a half, and I get an update, and then That's I, right. I keep moving on. All of our so, friends who are Tiger fans feel it's that just way. that same like thing. Eighty four is a long time ago. <laughs> it's a real. Uh, you can't talk about Kirk Gibson it's anymore. Is that, he's like, oh, the, the Dodgers guy. And you're like, oh, no. damn it, oh, he no. was so before no. that, he did the Tigers. Remember, like the old like Detroit Stadium with like the giant columns. Oh, I'm deck. sure you went to games oh, there. Yeah, you're like anything could be happening in those it's in so the outfield seats. So, yeah. Yes, it's dark. Like, what is happening out there? Are people getting like shot out there? Like, <laughs> yeah. what is happening in those corners? My my family is a very sentimental bunch, and my grandfather was uh, he passed away, and he was a lifelong Tigers fan, which meant he was grumpy about the Tigers his, yeah. his whole life. Of course. And my dad calls and tells Ernie Harwell mm-hmm. that uh, my grandfather passed, and then on the day of his funeral, the phone rings at my grandparents' house, picks it up, and it's Ernie Ernie Harwell mm-hmm. telling my family. Thank you for Dick being a uh, Tiger fan, and like it's that was the kind of thing that was like, oh, this is this is this is why you fall in love. With Wait, these did sports. they know Ernie Harwell? No, no, they just straight up called him. And straight said, up called like uh, my 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 father, my dad called my father was a. How a do you get Ernie Tiger Harwell's fan. number? That, that's what it was. Somehow they called like what information. information. <laughs> yeah, can we please get Ernie Harwell's number? This is number? also what like, yeah. this is also Ernie Harwell day. So we're talking 15, 20 years ago. So you probably it was probably in the book somewhere. Like That's mo- why you always buy the program because like in the back it's got video. everybody's phone number. Okay, there's, it's a different time. Once Monica Sellis got stabbed in the back, <laughs> is that was that the moment? That's the when the world changes because like there's a video of John. Len- there's a guy who broke into John Lennon. Ima- is it Imagine the documentary? I don't know if it's John a, Lennon. It's yeah. about when he went solo. It's, it's when he went solo and he's in his house, which is in like this like tons of acreage around this like huge castle like house. And someone, a super fan, like literally foretelling what was going to happen to him at the Dakota, breaks into his area, like his house and his lawn and whatnot to the property. He's on the property. And John invites him in and like they're talking. And he's like, why are you doing this? And he's like, because I love you, man. And John's like, you don't even know me. And they're having a discussion. I'm like, he's having the most. De- he's like, because you wrote this song, and it's it's about me. And he's like, how could that song be about you? I've never met you to this in this to this moment. He's like, I that appreciate song, that you listen to it, but like, that song isn't that is crazy not about that you? that that interaction exists. And of course, the guy who thinks he's him shoots him later. But yeah. like, it is. There was a time where you could just call Ernie could Harwell. You, you could, could call Ernie Harwell. Harwell. Just be Ernie like, Harwell was the Monica Sellis of his generation. And then he got Harwell. stabbed in the back by the Tigers. He did get stabbed, stabbed in the back by the Tigers. He did. That is true. Sake. It is I'm still holding out for a Michigan national championship, and I want to be there. And I want to. I've never been to a bowl. Would you game. flex that like I'm on TV muscle? Yes, get me into the you, have you have to. Have to. You have to. Uh, but I'm not great. I uh, where I flexed it. You guys had John Bacon on. Sure. I, I become friends with John Bacon. Love, I love so John Bacon. Bacon, he is the best. So I'll go to Michigan. 
Reagan. I flex a little bit. Bacon takes me to the the, the, best. the uh, Yeah, he takes. Did you go to the like the school of the the television school and and talk to the speak class? to the kids? I didn't go do that. You should absolutely do that next that time right? because we talked to a sketch comedy class and basically taught like a three hour class. With Is them, that right? Which was so much fun because they're all smart kids and they're all doing really cool things. And you're talking to them about basically the principles of like UCB and the principles of hey, listen and listen to each other and try and build this this way. And, and we're like, what's voice? this sketch? They told us and we're like, what if it was this? And what if you, you know, I like where you're going here, but I think the sketch is really in here. And what if you started playing with that and they start playing with it? It was so fun and it was like, mm, maybe we could teach a class and get out of this damn business. But yeah. <laughs> but we're going to be there. I think we're going to be in Ann Arbor. Yeah, on September the, 28th, we're going to be doing shows Rutgers, at the Ann Arbor Comedy Showcase and that's the Rutgers, Rutgers weekend. I'm just throwing that out there in your really? Arbor if you can get Boy, there. I like this. Do you guys try to do that? Do you try to set up shows if around there's a game way, time? If there's, if there's a, a way, way to do, do it, it like on the night of or like the week, the night before we're going to be in Chicago at this giant venue called Tinley Hall. Tinley, Tinley Park. Tinley, Tinley Park. Park. Oh, that's big, yeah. South. It's the convention center. It's a massive room. I have no idea how we're going to fill it, but we're going to try. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we may leave that show that night, get into a car and drive up to Michigan just so we can be there for the morning and the tailgate. And we're going to try and push Jim Harbaugh to make, uh, make us, us honorary, honorary captains, captains and you should do the same. Well, I mean, yeah, you see those videos too, right? Coming in a couple days before, talking to the team. I mean, and, well, that, and also like the little, the little, the, the pep talks too, which yeah. to me, Inspiring, but I'm like, I could nail this. Like, this you feels half fast. I'm you like, you make it funny, funny. but still emotional. Yes. So emotional. Oh. Those moments are so good. <laughs> That's just the setup. I They're know. the punchline. <laughs> I love it. You knock them down. <laughs> you knock them down. Like, we knock down jokes. That's right. You That's bop, how, you how. hit them once. You <laughs> let them <laughs> stay up so you can hit them again and again and again. Give me a yes. Yes. And yes. That's an episode of your show. It is. I'm doing it. It's a great way to dream. I love always watching those videos when the walk-on gets the scholarship. You oh know, yeah, like that's the great. I like that. Can but be, not I can Rudy. Watch those but not the, Rudy. No, Rudy sucks. Rudy okay, okay, sucks. okay, okay yeah. Great. Rudy, Rudy, Rudy was a bullshit story. Uh, all right, let's take a quick break. Yes. Uh, we'll take a quick break. And when we come back, uh, we got some quick hits. Jordan Klepper's with us. His show, Klepper's on uh, Comedy, Comedy Central. Central. If you haven't seen it, go binge watch all of them. I think there's only a couple, one left. or two left out yeah. there. Three. Three. All right, sweet. And they are, they're on uh, what time? Give me the time. 11.30 after the Daily Show. 11.30 after the Daily Show. Booyah. Slot. What day? Thursday. Thursday, Thursday night's nights. 11.30. Perfect. All right. This is Deja Vu. This is taking me back to our days when we lived in New York City. Mid-90s. This is Deja Vu. Uptown, baby. We got Jordan Clapper. We'll be right back. C-Foes fall flat. Slap. Like Deja Vu. And I got another clip down a Deja crew. I sit pissed out. Dumb P. Mo with the pissed out. Just because I'm pissed don't mean you should miss out. Keep them in the fitties and hundreds all Introducing the new Verizon Business Unlimited plans. Now you can pick a plan for as low as $30 a month per line with AutoPay. Get 5G nationwide, plus massive data capacity, plus spam blocking features. And with Verizon Business Unlimited, you can mix and match the right plans for your business so you get more of what you need and none of what you don't. From Verizon, the network businesses rely on. 5G nationwide available in 1,800 plus cities on most VZ 5G devices. Monthly per line pricing with 5 plus lines on Biz Unlimited Start. Device payment, smartphone purchase, auto pay, and paper free billing required. Terms apply. Support for this podcast comes from WGU. Do you want a more skilled and effective workforce? Do you want to build loyalty and increase employee retention? A partnership with Western Governors University could be exactly what you need. Over 300 organizations nationwide already count on WGU for valuable education benefits that lead to better prepared and more capable workers. With more than 60 accredited bachelor's and master's programs to choose from and shorter credential programs coming soon, WGU has long been a leader in making quality higher education more accessible. Flexible online learning is the key. Students can fit schooling around their existing schedules and even complete courses and degrees sooner than planned. WGU makes earning a respected degree possible with just a computer and an internet connection. Partner with WGU today to make a smart investment in your company's and employees' future. Learn more at wgu.edu partnerships. That's wgu.edu partnerships. 
All right, guys, welcome back to the show. Jordan Klepper can be followed on Instagram and Twitter at... Just at Jordan Klepper. I keep it simple. K-L-E-P-P-E-R. And just remember that name that name because that's the name of the show you can catch on Comedy Central's Thursdays at 11.30 right after the day. Uh, I'm show. really impressed, and I'm just going to say this last before we jump into quick hits. I love... I know that your show's on Comedy Central, and I know that comedy is... It's comedy first, but they also have a lane on Comedy Central, which I will put the Daily Show in, where... They are trying to do shows about something. They're not saying, hey, we're only going to do a show for 12-year-old boys. They're saying, let's do a show that can be to about me, I'm like, it's as, I love it. I'm saying yeah. it's as important as Vice, but it's funny. I mean, I think like... Funny Vice almost is almost a great way to describe it. I think Vice has a great aesthetic, and they know they want it. They have really interesting stories they're able to find. But it lacks, but it lacks a, a voice in the a middle. Vo- like the, the comedy gives it a voice that almost undercuts the seriousness at times and allows you even more access to the deeper, darker. Yeah, I think you get an entry point. That's it. And I think it also, it, it forces also the people you're in scenes with mm-hmm. to interact with something that's not just as as rote. And I, think oh, that I love was when they're fun. laughing. I yeah, love you like, get, you, it's, it's a human side there, right? It's, right. It's, like you, you made the laugh. girl in the underground university laugh, you made the three wrestling dudes laugh, and you got to say to yourself, okay, you're talking about PTSD to guys who suffer from it and mm-hmm. deal with it on a regular basis. Now, these guys have overcome it in many ways. But you are talking about it in way, and you're making them laugh. They're tough crowds. They're tough yeah. crowds, but I'm saying <laughs> they made them laugh. Tough crowds. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, we were talking about Let's uh, do some quickest. Smash Mouth earlier, and we know that you know, Smash Mouth is setting it up, the heat between them and Drake. They're really setting up the Drake heat, which Drake is like. He's got a really big team. Drake, he's got a really big queen. I should write, I should get that going on. Anyway, but he, this is what Smash Mouth said. And Smash Mouth, apropos of nothing. He said, that ain't going to fly in Oakland, Smash Mouth, angry tweets Drake ahead of the NBA finals. Drake, basically, you knew it was going to happen. I mean, Drake in the games, like he'll go over and like give the opposing coach a shoulder massage. Mm-hmm. That's not cool, mm-hmm. by the way. Mm-hmm. Like you can't. Don't bother daddy while he's working. You know what I mean? Like, Drake, you're there to enjoy the game, but, like, don't. There's a moment where Drake forgets where he is and, and forgets, like, what you're allowed to do in a sporting well, event versus what you're allowed to do at a concert. Yes. There's well, a- once, once you can, you spend that kind of money, you get to hang. I mean, everybody, everybody who is sitting courtside has that sense of entitlement where at any moment they can jump up there and do that. I, I got down to courtside uh, at a Clippers game. We were sitting a few rows yeah. up, and then someone left in the fourth, and they said, do you want our seats? And we took them. And I was sitting down courtside, and I was getting my phone ready to take a video, video of it and, and it just looks like Jay's on his Someone phone. took a picture of me across <laughs> and looked like I was like so was bored to be so off the half. So bored to be there. Do something interesting and then I'll look up from my phone, NBA. <laughs> See, Court said I could never do it. It's like ecstasy because I know it's like it's... Yeah, once you do it. Once you, you do it, you, do you can never go back. Also, I don't know how to get access to either. Uh, so the, also, I had so a glow stick going. So right. the, also, Smash Mouth, that's a person? Yeah, no. no. It's just... But it's, I, an it's, it's, it's an entity. It's an entity and someone is... They're San Jose band. And someone, is, and of course, their big song, All Star. Someone is uh, commandeering or hand. There's a shot of Jay. Someone is commandeering or handling their uh, Twitter account. And so, like, when Bruce Bochy decided to announce his retirement before the Giants season began, they called it a, quote, stupid ass move on Twitter. They did. No one asked for Smash Mouth's answer, but Smash Mouth's weighing in a lot. They yeah, yelled well. at Bryce Harper for not taking their advice to sign with the Giants, and now Smash Mouth has added Drake to their list of targets as a rapper's beloved. Toronto but remember rappers. the the rapper shots fired. Base God, remember that dude? Yeah, but who that, like will put a hex on put people. Put a hex on people. Base God, he will definitely. And do he that. follows us on Twitter. Now. All right, so they started out. Smash Mouth, yo at Drake. You can't, as white guys, say to us, yeah, I don't yeah. care that Dr- you, if you're speaking to Drake's half Jewish side, fine. <laughs> if you're speaking to the other side, yo you, at Drake. You can throw a low after there and you cover your ass. Yes. Or hello at Drake. Hello at Drake. Mm-hmm. By the way, when the ball is in play, sit the FCK down. Wow. Whoa. Wow. Whoa. That ain't going to fly in. Sugar Ray reference. That ain't going to fly yeah, in. He's, look, he's looking yeah. for allies. That's right. Hashtag glorify. Mascot, mascot at Warriors, and then at Raptors. Why would you at Raptors on that? Tells me this they don't know. Well, to me, if you at the Raptors, now it's gonna get picked up, and mm-hmm. it's gonna be. 
tossed around a little bit, right? Mm -hmm. This mm -hmm. this tweet was accompanied by a pixelated photo of a TV screen showing Drake standing up courtside during a Raptors game. It's an unnecessary visual accompaniment for anyone. It's like when your dad, it's like they could have gotten on. It's like he got the rip in, but he yeah, couldn't yeah, figure out the right the photo. And it was grainy. <laughs> it's a black and white TV. I'm like, what are they looking on? Drake sideline antics, well known. Is this going to end well for uh, Smash Mouth? Even no. though Smash Mouth is rooting for the team that will probably win, how does this end well for Smash Mouth? Well, oh God. Well, Drake's not going to engage, right? The best thing that could happen for Smash Mouth Ignore is engage. Is if he engages, yeah. It's, yeah, it's like the Eminem and uh, who, who, was the, who did Eminem engage with and it made his whole career? Oh, who did Eminem engage with? It's not with? Yellow Wolf. It's uh, uh, Yellow Man? Yellow, no, well, Machine Gun Kelly. Oh, yeah, oh, Machine yeah. Gun Kelly. Yeah, it's the best thing that ever happened to Machine Gun Kelly. Yeah, that's right. right. He that's got right. some Eminem hate. Yeah, yeah. Eminem shade. He got that Eminem shade. <laughs> shined a light on his career. <laughs> Live it off some of that Eminem shade. <laughs> Isn't it great when shade shines a light on your career? That's how dark it is for you. So I don't think he should. I agree. He's not going to do this. But mm -hmm. the point is that like Smash Mouth will probably have the last word because they're rooting for the team that will probably win. And because then Shrek 4 will then buy the rights to it. It will be the weird deus ex machina that they end the movie hey, with. now we're an all-star. Mm -hmm. Somebody! <laughs> all right. Uh, next story. Lamar Odom trying to pin his OD okay. on a dead guy, the owner of the Bunny Ranch. So Lamar Odom is pointing a long... Drunk, drunken finger coked okay. out by finger. saying he's making this claim now the brothel owner tried to kill me in the two but he does the brothel have, owner didn't drag you there my man you showed up so what do you expect Lamar gonna, Odom claims that the owner of the Nevada brothel the former owner where he OD'd tried to kill him says Odom and says his legal team right okay this is what he's claiming all right remember Lamar, Lamar Odom found face down at the bunny ranch okay mm -hmm. and not in a bush if you know what I mean Odom appeared on The View where he said, uh, Dennis Hoff, the guy who uh, owned the Love Ranch, tried to is kill this me. this where we're breaking our news on The View? Yeah. What did o Joy Behar say? <laughs> Odom is adamant that he did not intentionally consume any drugs, including cocaine. On the day of his overdose, he believes Hoff or someone working for him poisoned him. Dennis Hoff, I don't know what he had against me, but I didn't do drugs that night, Odom said. I don't know what he had against me. He I didn't do drugs that night. He tried to kill me. very, like, tiny... Ode I didn't put any drugs in my mouth that night. <laughs> So you put them in your ass? Uh, you sat on a, a cocaine suppository, the coke balloon. Take me to commercial making McCain. <laughs> so uh, Odom and his attorney have already investigated the allegation. You know when an attorney's... Well, yeah, we're just going to go back. We're just going to gonna investigate. We're going to go back to the ranch. We're going to... Yeah. <laughs> I got to have some sex with some of these guys. Wait, you don't have to do that. Hoff died in October of 2018, uh, but he told TMZ Sports he was a fan of Odom. You know how like the owner of a business would want to kill a high-profile <laughs> person you know i guess generate more business wait come here or else or do come here and then i will kill you how I'll, does that help i'll business? find you dead people are gonna want to come to that place where that guy died and then became a big story and it ruined his life i just love that how many steps away from dennis rodden is lamar he's like becoming dennis rodman without any of the color yeah, as, as soon as he becomes like the ambassador to norway then there he you go officially or become, venezuela yeah. venezuela yeah, feels a little more it has to be a little more deregulated i think you're right speaking of dennis rodden i don't know if you know he's been in the news news because he and a couple of his buddies stole some clothes from a yoga place down and then he tried to steal like a giant geode crystal and from dropped Costa it dropped it and broke it dennis rodden says he doesn't hit people no and never has in his life that's uh, not true he has hit a lot of people seen down people. in the paint yep you remember him as a they Detroit Pistons. Oh, yeah, the worm, let me tell you. Come the on, the worm can't, can't confirm. confirm. And never has in his life. So the latest claim that he randomly smacked a guy in a bar is total BS. TMC Sports got Robin in Orange County, California Friday and asked him about allegedly what went down last week in Delray Beach, Florida. He didn't want to divulge much, but he clearly denies any sort of assault. We broke the story. 30-year-old Jeff Soliloquy. <laughs> I mean, he's, let him he's, speak. Let him let speak, speak by himself. <laughs> Out on his own. <laughs> Claims that the former NBA rebound king slapped him at the Buddha Sky Bar. If you're going to get violent at the Buddha Sky the Bar, Buddha Sky slap bar. someone on their stomach, maybe. I don't know There's why. nothing worse than getting violent at a Buddha, Buddha Sky bar. bar. On May 17th, unprovokedly. Is that a word? Unprovokedly. <laughs> Uh, which injured his eye. He filed a police report the next day. Why wouldn't you follow it that night? Uh, 
Cops investigated and found a witness named, you ready for this? David Lee Roth. But not, <laughs> not the, the David Lee Roth. Roth. <laughs> so they went and tried to confirm it with Sammy Hagar. Not the Sammy <laughs> oh, Hagar. They reached out to Alex Van Halen. And they went and spoke He's to Alex Van Halen. Halen. But not that <laughs> Alex Van Halen. Roth has been listed as an they official. spoke to Valerie Bertinelli, but, but that actually was the who was there for some reason. Rodman's been listed as an official suspect in alleged battery as police continue their investigation, but he doesn't seem too worried about it. He insists, quote, nothing happened as lawyers are, quote, dealing with it. Robin's attorney, Lorne Berkeley. That can't be. Elizabeth Berkeley's brother? Maybe? Lauren I don't Berkeley. know. Mm-hmm. She already told us showgirls. that Dennis denies the allegations and adds that he was sober the entire night in question. That's how you know he's lying. Why have you ever seen Rodman be sober? Oh, God. I never have seen Rodman be sober oh. at all. Oh. Did you ever see those, like, when when the whole North Korea thing was going down, the sun was happening? They literally had Rodman on CNN. Oh, I, I, we covered it on the show. I remember him being interviewed by Chris Cuomo and weeping. Honestly, it was, it was very moving. It made me feel real Was bad. it moving? Or I mean, well, he's a Detroit Pistons guy. Pistons. Oh, he's going to feel it's moving. I mean, I felt, I felt bad for Dennis. Did you really? Yeah. He's, he's, I mean, he's in over his head a bit. And that head is pretty high. So if you're going to be in over your head and you're 6'11, something's going on. Mm -hmm. Uh, Jordan Klepper, follow him on Instagram, follow him on Twitter, and watch his show on Comedy Central Thursdays at 11.30 after The Daily Show. Right after The Daily Show. It's called Klepper, and it is amazing because it is both funny and it tackles some serious issues. It tackles funny vice. Funny vice. Funny vice. I'll take it. It'll be your funny vice. All right. All right, uh, so there you go. All right, there's uh, there's quick hits. Uh, Want to reiterate to you guys, uh, please watch uh, Klepper. It's fantastic. Go binge a bunch of episodes and then catch up for the end of the season. Uh, I hope you get to do more. I don't know. I'm sure you don't know yet. But, don't know uh, yet, but I'm hoping more too. Crossing fingers. Uh, we will be on the road with you. And try to come to Michigan when we're there uh, in Rutgers game, if you can. I would love it. So love last it. Cool. Saturday in September. Last in September. All right, you know what? Maybe you can get there. I'm, maybe, I'm putting on the calendar. Maybe you'll be in pre-pro for the next season. For the of next this. season, I'm going to cross fingers and hope you do. Let's, be- l- let's look for some wild, weird stories. If in ca- you Michigan. come to Michigan, we'll sit down for an hour at Zingerman's. We'll have a brain, a story brainstorming. We'll session, like this. Get some, we'll figure it out. Like this. We'll give you some ideas. We'll make it all happen. Uh, yes. I love it. I'll get a Pat and Dick's honeymooner. You know that's true. <laughs> I cannot get enough of this album, Space Cowboy. We'll be right back with more view from the cheap seats right after this. Yeah, we had our day. All right, welcome back to the show. You gotta love Jordan Klepper. Check out his show, Klepper. It's it's truly awesome. We've seen a bunch of the episodes. Got a sneak preview of a bunch of the episodes. They make you think. He is so funny in what the I moment. What I love about it, yeah, is that he he ends up being so funny, but you can tell that he's not always going for the comedy, no. which makes the comedy that much more funny in the show. In so those, those comedic moments are that much funnier because they are on the backdrop of something really important serious. that he's talking about. He got arrested. It's crazy. It's insane. All right. Uh, so we we had a special voicemail this week because I don't know if you've been watching in the world of baseball, Jay. They're breaking home run records. Like I, there was back to back to back to back home runs in a game last yep. week. Yes. Back to back to back happened to to lead off a game. The Braves hit four home runs in one inning. Back to back, then an out, then back to back again. So batting averages are dropping, but home runs are going up. So the question is why? Are, people are speculating that the ball is juiced. Some people are saying that just the way launch angles are, the way guys. Guys are being taught how to hit. Guys are swinging harder and swinging for the fences, which means they're going to strike out a lot more. But if they connect, then it's gone. It's all or nothing. We want to find out from someone who actually experienced the game, who who managed in the game. Of course, we, played. we, a, we played the pipeline to the great Ozzy Guillen. He left us a voicemail explaining this very topic. Let's check it out. Hey, hey, it's Clark, bro. It's Ozzy. Ozzy Guillen. How are you doing? I'm going to ask you a question about how come there are so many home runs now? So many more home runs than when I was playing. When I was a manager, I don't understand about it. How can you all have a discord be 10 or 2? 19 to 4. They're hitting the ball out of the party every time. And they say, well, how, how come of that, Ozzy? I'll tell you right now why that's happening. That's because they are juice in the ball. There's juice in the ball. And everybody knows. And they say, oh, why? And now you know why. Because the commissioner and all the people that want more run. So, home run equal more run. That's a simple math equation. You can do that one too. 
So I'm just passing it on to you and thinking about you guys. So I hope you're good and wondering why you haven't called me in a long time. So now that makes me sad. How come these guys don't call me anymore? I don't know. I don't know. I have to sleep without at night. We by myself. Anyway, I'm going to be okay. <laughs> I'm feeling better already. I'm going to have a an afternoon romp. Oh, Ozzy. Oh, Ozzy. Ozzy. I mean, everything does come back to him. When, look, when you're in the slunk that he's in, yeah. and I will use the word slunk, yeah. Yeah. sometimes it's hard to not draw parallels to what is going on. He would like to hit the home runs yeah. the way he could, but he just can't do it. Uh, this is, of course, Dirty Projectors. I feel energy. I feel energy from you guys. Hey, uh, get your tickets to see us. If uh, you're around this weekend in Huntington, around Huntington Beach, we're doing a great show at the Rec Room with our buddy Nate Craig. It's going to be awesome. The hilarious Nate Craig is opening for us. It's a killer show. So check that out. If you're in San Francisco at the end of the month, the 28th and 29th, we'll be at the Great Cobbs Comedy Club. would love to see you there. Going to be at the Montreal Comedy Festival at the end of July. Our San Diego date is moved to January. Your tickets will be good if you bought tickets for that. Going to be in uh, uh, at Phoenix Stand Up Live and then their room out in Scottsdale the middle of August. Ann Arbor has been added on the 28th, the night of the Rutgers game that will be in Ann Arbor. We'll be in Tinley Park, Chicago before that. Livermore, California on the 13th of July. And then through the rest of the year, we've already booked stuff through the rest of the year. We're going to be in Boston, never performed in Boston. October 11th, 11th and 12th, and then we're doing the live uh, Dumb People Town at the Bell House on the 13th, and then the next month, uh, and then uh, later that month we'll be in Denver at Comedy Works, end of that month, and then uh, back in Austin at Cap City in the middle of uh, November, and then uh, in January back in uh, San Diego, and in February we're going to Cleveland. Check supersclars.com. We'll put those dates up as they come along. Punch Waterfalls, guys. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the U.S. Open, I believe, is this weekend. Is it this US weekend? U.S. Open golf, yeah. Yeah, enjoy that. And uh, Game 7s, if they're happening. We love you guys, and we'll see you next week. A podcast network.